1: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com or you can call the vent line and leave your rants at 772 245 750 That's 772 245 750 Well, the, uh, the stock market was up again yesterday, about one and a half points. It jumped to uh, 300 points, and it's uh, above 24,000 now. It's about uh, 4,500 points off of the, uh, the historic high. And what we're seeing here is a dramatic uh, contrast between the financial sector and its, uh, its well-being and the absolute devastation that has occurred on Main Street America. And of course, the Fed has been pumping trillions, as much as seven trillion dollars, into this economy. Um, about four hundred billion of it has been dedicated to this direct payments to to taxpayers and the stimulus, so-called stimulus payments. Many of those uh, have not come through yet, even for the most uh, hard hit in this crisis. And uh, and even if you look at the IRS's schedule for mailing this out, the uh, the payments won't be completed until sometime in September. So while Main Street continues to suffer, you see uh, the financial sector doing quite well in digging back out of this hole. And it's because, of course, the Federal Reserve, headed up by uh, Wall Street insider Stephen Mnuchin, has made sure... That the financial sector is uh, is going to do well as well as the companies represented there, and uh, you know this is a, just an absolute recipe for civil discord and ultimately disintegration of an economy. When uh, again and again, it happened after the savings and loan disasters back uh, back in the eighties. It happened again after the dot com bubble burst in the early nineties. It happened again. And the financial crisis that was brought about by the uh, mortgage, uh, securitized mortgages, uh, Wall Street gets taken care of. And all across this country, people lose their their houses, their retirement the savings, their ability to pay for their children's education. And, um, and, you know, all of this is as a direct result of the so-called Brenton Woods Agreement, which made the dollar uh, king and exposed American workers to competition uh, from workers all around the world in their uh, globalization schemes. And uh, eventually, uh, you know, this is going to result in the United States being a third-world country where you have a a thin veneer of uh, very wealthy people living behind uh, gated communities, sending their children to private schools while everybody else struggles uh, month to month to try to eke out an existence. And uh, and first and foremost, I guess we need to get this economy back going, and then uh, we need to deal with the fact that um, the highest um, earners in this economy are people who um, buy and sell on Wall Street and the big bankers who chisel the rest of America out of a percentage of their productivity. I don't know how long it could last. I wouldn't have thought it would be able to last this long, but uh, we we see how determined and, and um, absolutely fanatical the moneyed class is uh, to prevent any rebalancing of this happening by the way they are opposing Donald Trump, trying to realign this economy and bring back manufacturing and uh, and seal our borders so that uh, we not having to, work, American workers are not constantly having to compete against uh, illegal uh, labor well there's an interesting story out of Venezuela some American mercenaries two of them were um, were caught trying to kidnap a, uh, the president Maduro down there the dictator uh, Maduro they were part of a larger force of mercenaries made up largely of Venezuelan army deserters who had uh, who had fled the country after the uh, last attempt to unseat Maduro, but this uh, this latest story is uh, really um, quite uh, a, a, a what do you want to call it uh, an escapade. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro said authorities had arrested two U.S. citizens among this group of mercenaries uh, yesterday after a day, uh, a day after a beach raid purportedly aimed at capturing the Marxist leader. Maduro held up a pair of blue U.S. passports, reading off the names and birth dates on them, and a nationwide broadcast on state television. He showed the images of fishing boats that uh, the alleged attackers rode in and equipment like walkie-talkies and night vision glasses and uh, said that it was an intense operation that captured these mercenaries. The United States government is fully and completely involved in this defeated raid, Maduro said. Praising the members of a fishing village, for corning one group uh, uh, in a sweep that netted two professional American mercenaries. The two American citizens were identified as Luke Denman and Arian Berry, both former U.S. Special Forces. A Florida-based Green Beret, ex-Green Beret, named Jordan Guido, not the same name as Guido, the, uh, the rightful president to Venezuela, Guido said Monday that he uh, was working with the two men in a mission intended to detain Maturo and liberate Venezuela. Guido has claimed responsibility for the operation, not uh, a very advisable thing for a soldier, soldier of fortune to do. But um, if you go on over to uh, Soldier of Fortune magazine, you'll see a, a more insightful article there uh, where, where Guido is, uh, is bragging about this uh, this ill-fated mission he says our units have been activated in the south and west and east of Venezuela our men are continuing to fight right now but um, Venezuelan authorities announced that they had routed the armed group attempting to land on Venezuelan Shores early Sunday Eight members of the military group were killed, according to officials, and two Americans were captured. There are no reports of casualties among the Venezuelan troops. And Maduro went on a long tweet storm with the photographs of these captured two U.S. American mercenaries who are based with a company called uh, a Silver Corp USA. They're based just up the road from me in Melbourne, Florida and um and this is uh such an ill conceived operation you really can't get your mind around it if you don't have enough us forces um mercenary or otherwise participating in this this operation then you you don't have any at all there were two americans out of a total of 80 uh, mercenaries that were uh, trying to carry this out. They were no doubt trying to collect this $15 million reward that's been offered by the United States for the capture of Maduro. I've got a, uh, a clip here. Let's see if I can, this is, um, uh, Mike Pompeo, uh, talking about the regime, which has become a narco state and is being, uh, broadly assisted uh, Iran to
0: stabilize some of the world's most unstable places in Venezuela. I'm pleased to report that the multilateral effort to restore democracy is continuing to build momentum. I've asked my team to update our plans to reopen the U.S. Embassy in Caracas so that we are ready to go as soon as Maduro steps aside. I am confident that we will raise that flag again in Caracas. I also want to update the world on the Maduro regime's connection to the Islamic Republic of Iran. Over the last few days, multiple aircraft belonging to Mahan Air have transferred unknown support to the Maduro regime. Birds of a feather. This is the same terrorist airline that Iran used to move weapons and fighters around the Middle East. These flights must stop, and countries should do their part to deny
1: overflights, just as many have already denied landing rights to this sanctioned airline. So, uh, Venezuela has... uh converted itself from the most prosperous nation in South America to a Marxist hellhole led by um, the little dictator Maduro. Um, I don't blame Silver Corp USA led by Jordan Guido of Melbourne, Florida for wanting to participate and, uh, and capture Maduro and claim this $15 million reward, but uh, they have got themselves in a, a terrible bind now because these two captured soldiers of fortune are going to be made as examples, and, uh, and they're going to be held under the most miserable conditions in Venezuela prisons for the duration of the Maduro regime. The best thing Maduro could do is release those, uh, those soldiers of fortune, because now the pressure is really going to be on President Trump to, uh, to get them out of there. Although I doubt very seriously that anybody inside the administration or the State Department or the Department of Defense uh, would have ever authorized this ill conceived raid. I want to remind you to go to preparewithmojo50.com. Let me try that again preparewithmojo50.com, and that'll take you over to My Patriot Supply where you can get your four week emergency food supply, and save $100 today. Normally $297. You can get it today for $197 and receive free shipping and handling. This uh, package has a 25-year shelf life, provides 2,000 calories a day for four weeks. That would be two weeks for two people. But it's got 284 servings of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, 12 food varieties, and as I said, you can save $100 if you order today. There's a limit of three per household, and the two-week emergency food supply sold out pretty quickly. So go to preparewithmojo50.com and get yours today. Man, this, uh, this uh, ill-fated uh, operation has all the earmarkings of the the Bay of Pigs uh, that is going to be used as a, uh, a major propaganda, uh, club to beat the United States with and, um, and, um, Silver Corp USA, uh, should have never got involved in this. I, th- I think it's actually illegal for American, uh, mercenaries to launch operations from the United States. We're going to see if, uh, if he, uh, if he suffers, uh, any backlash from this. Well, also in the news is, of course, Joe Biden's continued obfuscation and in uh, shell games with the possible records of Tara Reid. Who claims that she filed a, a, a complaint with the Senate back in 1993, when she says that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her, kissing her, groping her and grabbing her hoo-hoo. And, um. And at first, of course, over the weekend, actually last Friday, he went on with Mika Brzezinski on Crazy Morning Joe's MSNBC show and uh, and claimed that uh, he was requesting that the National Archives release the records uh, of any complaint that might have been issued by Reed. But at the same time, he said that his personal records, which are held at the University of Delaware, are off limits because there's personal conversations I had with Vladimir Putin that might look bad in the upcoming election. That was one of the real um, little noticed statements that he made in that interview with Mika. But, of course, after he said that uh, he wanted the National Archives to release those records, National Archives came forward and said, we don't hold any such records. Those records would be held by the Secretary of the Senate... in in compliance with an act that the Senate itself passed hiding any of these complaints from public view. And now uh, Joe Biden has said, well, in that case, I'm requesting that the secretary of the Senate release these records to which the secretary of the Senate promptly replied, I am barred by the law that the Senate passed from releasing any records of complaints against U.S. Senators. Based on the law's strict confidentiality requirements, she said, and the Senate's own direction, the disclosure of Senate records is not authorized if prohibited by law. The Senate Legal Counsel advises the Secretary that no, dis, that it has no direction d, discretion to disclose any such information as requested by Vice President's May 1st letter. That was from the Senate uh, Secretary Julie Adams. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Any complaints that are made against U.S. Senators are pushed down a memory hole that are legally prohibited by law from ever being made public. So they're continuing this little two-step, and uh, more and more it's looking like that, um, that Biden knew when he went on with Mika Brzezinski that, um, that these records are being hidden. But you see, most people pay attention to the news on a very superficial level. And so Biden could go on there in his first interview, probably be his only interview, uh, because the compliant media is uh, desperate to, uh, to ignore this, uh, this scandal. And uh, and just uh, make some bogus statements to which everybody will respond. Oh well, uh, Joe Biden's already dealt with this. Let's move on. It's just more stuff. You you wonder how many millions of dollars U.S. taxpayers have paid to these former Senate staffers that have been sexually harassed and abused by senators, both Democrat and Republican. And uh, we're not allowed to know not only the contents of these non-disclosure agreements, but we're not allowed to know the underlying complaints because they have made it against the law for those records to be made public. And there's no uh, expiration date. This is literally a black hole that they push these complaints into. Up in Washington, uh, we're learning that the majority of the U.S. intelligence community is now saying that they uh, they believe that this coronavirus originated in that lab in Wuhan. The so-called 17 intelligence agencies that make up the intelligence community say that uh, they believe that it was accidentally leaked out of this laboratory in Wuhan. Now, what they're basing this determination of accidentally on, we're not, uh, we're not, Uh, told but while not all of the 17 agencies that make up the intelligence community are fully behind the idea that the coronavirus was accidentally leaked most believe that to be the case sources uh where is it Uh, the office of the director of national intelligence confirmed that the intelligence community is rigorously investigating whether the virus was a result of a lab leak While making it clear that they do not believe that the virus was man-made or genetically modified, you know, again and again, we read these stories dismissing out of hand the possibility that uh, this, this virus was engineered. And the reason for that is because the possibility that that, in fact, happened is so... Unthinkable. The consequences of that would be so dire to the globalist trade system that they dare not even admit it or, or uh, consider that possibility. For his part, Joe Biden says this uh, coronavirus outbreak is a, a great opportunity to fundamentally transform the country. You know, that's a language that uh, Barack Obama used to use as well, that uh, we have to fundamentally transform the country. I would like somebody to ask him, what exactly do you mean by fundamentally transforming the country? Do you have in mind, uh, you know, instituting these Marxist policies that uh, that so much of the Democrat left wing embraces? Are you talking about government jobs for everybody that wants one or this guaranteed income. What exactly do you mean by transform the economy? Joe Biden doesn't say. And I truly
2: think that if we do this right, we have an incredible opportunity
0: to not just dig out of this crisis, but to fundamentally transform the country.
1: Fundamentally transform the country. You know, I kind of like the country the way it is, uh, is currently constituted or at least in theory and in practice in most of the red states where we abide by our governing documents in the U.S. Constitution that we set up a free market uh, that allows for uh, private enterprise and self-reliance but again and again we have these Democrats Barack Obama and Joe Biden now talking about fundamentally transforming the country. I would certainly like to know what they want to transform us in fundamentally before this 2020 election so that uh, people that might be inclined to uh, be fooled by the Democrats would uh, have the, the blinders taken off their eyes. Before we go on, I do want to uh, cover this—the uh, rest of this uh, Joe Biden story with uh, Tara Reid, Rona McDaniel's. Uh, is responding to Tom Perez, who on the ABC Sunday Show with George Stephanopoulos, that was being guest hosted by Martha Rattis, uh had called for the release of these records, and uh, and Tom Perez said, "Oh, this is this is just another red herring." like Hillary Clinton's emails that led to uh, our last defeat. Rona McDaniel was responding to that.
3: DNC, Tom Perez on ABC's This Week, dismissing the demand that Joe Biden release releases Senate records, where Tara Reade's complaint likely sits, possibly other, other complaints as well, saying the University of Delaware Senate records, Tom Perez is saying, quote, this is like the Hillary Clinton emails all, all over again. Your reaction to that?
0: Well, it is like the Hillary Clinton emails because they're both hiding things.
1: They both are hiding things that they don't want the public to see. And I think Tom Perez was astute in that uh, comparison. Why can't we see Joe Biden's records? If he's so innocent, why can't there be a thorough research? I'm concerned about it now because he's allowed uh, his
0: staff members to go vet these records. The University of Delaware has allowed that to happen, which is just disgusting, considering these records have been paid for with taxpayer dollars. They have four state paid staff members. Members that are working on these records so why are taxpayer
1: dollars being used to hide joe biden's archives why can't these come forward we went through brett kavanaugh's yearbook uh, so joe biden has got uh, his own staff members up there at the university of delaware rifling through these records what are the odds do you think if they find this complaint from tara reed that that uh, complaint will ever see the light of day it'll probably see the inside of one of these uh, staffers sock until they get it out of the door where uh, it will see the inside of a shredding machine. I'm quite sure, but regarding these, uh, these Senate records, if the, uh, if the accused and Joe Biden and the accuser and Tara Reed both authorize the Senate secretary to release these records, she's saying that she still can't release them. That's how tight, these, uh, these politicians in Washington, D.C., have made it to, to, to prevent you from finding out about any sexual harassment claims that they may have suffered, or any other kinds of complaints for that matter. Kellyanne Conway uh, made a really good statement on Fox the other day. She said, uh, well, the Democrat standard is believe all women. It doesn't say anything about Believe all women who accuse Republicans and ignore all women that accuse Democrats believe all women means believe all women but they don't believe Tara Reid and they're not at all interested in investigating her complaint we got to run out to a break when we come back we're going to look at the Michael Flynn case and we're going to look at the latest developments in the immigration battle right after these messages on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5-0 radio network stick with us And you're back on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. Well, I started the first half hour talking about uh, this this scam that the the Federal Reserve has got going on, pumping as much as seven billion dollars into this economy it's largely benefiting wall street which if you watch the uh the daily business news shows you'll see that um after initially you know taking a pretty big hit they've come back quite nicely they're still about 4000 points off the highs but those those highs were never sustainable anyway there's been <laughs> billions and billions of dollars made on wall street and the amount that the fed is pumping into the financial sector just pales in comparison with what they're doing for main Street this twelve hundred dollars for every American that really is just going to have a a disastrous effect on on people who never looked to the government uh for for a handout it's a, it's twelve hundred dollars it's really not enough to to buy to uh, to carry them through this crisis they've got this paycheck protection program which I think is uh has totaled to this point about eight hundred billion dollars, um, and it's largely uh, going to uh, to you know the well connected at local banks. I mean, it's it's having some positive effect. I don't want to minimize it completely, but I'd like you to do me a favor if you could go on uh, go on one of my social media pages, either Twitter or Facebook, at right now, Jim Dawson. let me know if you were due one of these twelve hundred dollar payments and if you've gotten it. You can shoot me an email as well at right jimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Let me know if you've got your $1,200 or if you've gotten one of these uh, these paycheck protection loans that's designed to keep your workforce on the payroll. Um, nobody in my family has, has seen any of this uh, $1,200. Uh, my two girls who uh, have both been uh, laid off from their jobs, furloughed, have have yet to see it uh, you go to the IRS site and there's uh, there's no word about it uh, both of them are also having trouble uh, collecting on uh, on unemployment and I've uh, I've used this as a teachable moment never rely on the government uh, because they will disappoint you every, each and every time you need to uh, to make sure that you're providing for yourself and uh, and not end up in a position where you're looking to the government uh, for your well-being let's see what should we talk about how about michael flynn michael flynn is still be twisting in the wind uh he's not being given notice i think uh, actually originally judge emmett sullivan had said that he was going to make his ruling yesterday i didn't see anything about it in the paper let's see uh if we search Emmett Sullivan, if uh, if he has issued his uh, his order in the Michael Flynn case, nope. <laughs> so he missed his own deadline to make a ruling on uh, on whether or not to allow Michael Flynn to withdraw his guilty plea. And uh, we're seeing uh, every day more and more evidence that Michael Flynn was framed by the upper echelons of political appointees in the FBI. When, Peter, when the field agents concluded their investigation into Flynn, they found no so-called derogatory information against Michael Flynn, much less any violations of law. And they were prepared to close uh, their investigation when Peter Strzok weighed in back in January 2017 and told him to hold off. The people on the seventh floor of the J. Edgar Hoover building had taken an interest in it. And, of course, this is when uh, upstepped Sally Yates in the Department of Justice and decided that they were going to go after Flynn with this ridiculous charge of uh, violating the, uh, the so-called Logan Act, a 1799 law that not once has ever been successfully prosecuted. And the last time they even brought a case under the Logan Act, was over 100 years ago. But she knew that because this uh, this case had never, or this law had never been struck down because it's blatantly conf, uh, unconstitutional, that she could use it as her vehicle to go after Michael Flynn. And so uh, James Comey dispatched Peter Strzok and another FBI agent to the White House and ambushed him and entrapped him. And you know that he was entrapped because one of the, Purposes or one of the objectives they had in going there was to get Michael Flynn fired. It's not the FBI's job to be trying to get people fired, whether a political appointee or not. And Jim Jordan, um, I think he was appearing on Fox News, was commenting on this travesty of justice with regard to Michael Flynn
2: got wrong in the last three years when we've been talking about this is it was worse than we thought because as you point out the agents running the case felt that there was nothing there time to stop but Peter Strzok it looks like on direction from the people at the top of the FBI Jim Comey Andy McCabe Jim Baker those folks Peter Strzok says no 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 we're going to keep it open and what I find interesting is the date Martha January 4th 2017 because the day before that Chuck Schumer is on the Rachel Maddow show and Chuck Schumer responds to something President Trump had said trump had said the fbi is spying on me chuck schumer says on the rachel maddow show the day before peter Strzok sends that text message chuck schumer says when you mess with the intelligence community they have six ways from sunday of getting back at you this is one of those ways it looks like to me
1: and you view it in context that's how bad this whole thing was well they do have seven ways till sunday and this has been going on a long time uh, with the intelligence and law enforcement agencies in washington dc and if You need to ask yourself, if they can do this with the incoming National Security Advisor, imagine the kind of misconduct that is taking place throughout the Department of Justice and these law enforcement intelligence agencies against American citizens that uh, the, the Obama administration deemed to be enemies of the state. Got a clip here of Sidney Powell. You know, a, a long refrain is, well, this uh, this sort of misconduct is limited to the political appointees of the FBI and uh, doesn't apply to the rank and file. I don't know how much more evidence we need to see that uh, quite often uh, the FBI and the Department of Justice does misuse its authority. I mean, we we saw at, at Waco and Ruby Ridge and, and uh, just a host of other. Uh, examples that yes indeed um the fbi has got a culture of trampling on people's constitutionally protected rights here is Sidney powell who has written a book on this topic appearing over on newsmax
2: how confident are you that the fbi will be held accountable or someone at the fbi will be held accountable
3: well they certainly better be held accountable or we can kiss the rule of law goodbye as, as strongly as Attorney General Barr feels about the importance of the rule of law, I can't imagine there will not be p- people even at the highest levels of the FBI or formerly at the highest levels of the FBI held accountable for this.
1: Well, if that's going to be the case, it needs to happen pretty quickly because uh, these cases tend to take about two years to work their way through the courts. And I guarantee you if Donald Trump loses in this 2020 election, any of these cases will be quietly dismissed while the uh, mainstream media turns a blind eye to it. And even if they're going to get indictments, then John Durham better get on the ball because uh, the elections are coming up. Uh, what I guess it's about seven months from now, and um, and we'll talk about it uh, probably in tomorrow's show. This uh, this whole. Uh, crisis is not shaping up well for the president's reelection because the mainstream media has uh, done a a, a, a determined job in blaming Donald Trump for the coronavirus and, uh, and all of the, the damage that it's inflicted on our economy while turning a blind eye to the, uh, the Chinese as, as well. And some of the media, I should say quite a lot in the media have actually adopted communist Chinese talking point propaganda uh, while at the same time accusing the president of the United States uh, for the responsibility. Back to this clip with Sidney Powell.
3: This egregious government misconduct and, frankly, criminal conduct for their obstruction of justice, false statements, perjury in front of Congress— lying to the courts any number of things including prosecutors on the special counsel team who made up this offense and proceeded with it despite having all the evidence in their file that showed there wasn't one
2: now we seem to be able to draw you know a kind of a pattern here if you look at what took place under director James Comey and what you know still may be taking place at the FBI will be held to be fired, regardless of this election upcoming?
3: I do think he needs to be fired. I think he...
1: Let me try to get this clip back. I apologize for the technical difficulties.
3: All ...that showed there wasn't one.
1: Now, we seem to
2: be able to draw, you know, a kind of a pattern here. If you look at what took place under Director James Comey and what, you know, still may be taking place at the FBI now, you know, what do you think? President Trump, we just saw that report that he's unlikely to fire... Christopher Ray, do you think Christopher Ray needs to be fired regardless of this election upcoming?
3: I do think he needs to be fired. I think he needs to be fired immediately. I thought he should have never been hired. In fact, please note that he was Andrew Weissman's supervisor when Andrew Weissman was running roughshod over the rights of everyone in Houston destroyed arthur anderson and eighty-five thousand jobs for absolutely nothing on a made-up crime and then sent four innocent merrill lynch executives to prison on a made-up offense while they hid the evidence that showed they were innocent and then ray uh, sought the attorney general's award of excellence for mr weissman he's a friend of comey and muller to the point when they were all in doj ray wanted to know if they were going to jump ship to let him know first so he could go with them
2: What do you think, what's your level of confidence in Attorney General William Barr and the ongoing Durham probe that we have into this whole, the origins of the Russian probe?
3: Well, given the evidence that's being produced now, obviously the Durham probe is having significant success, and Mr. Jensen was the right person to appoint to review the entire Flynn file. I've always thought the world of Bill Barr, my only concern has been how long it's been taking to see results of anything being done so my confidence is increasing <clears throat> excuse me the more evidence is produced to us that shows what exactly went on
2: now we both know that by and large most people that work at the fbi are good people they have the interest in the american public at heart but you know we we have a right as americans to not question the political nature of the most powerful investigative branch in the country so I mean, how do we make sure that's actually what's going to happen in the long run
3: Well, I'm not sure anymore that most are what they should be. I think the culture has long been inbred of arrogance and and hubris beyond measure. Their notion that they can do whatever they want because they are FBI agents – this isn't an isolated case. It's been going on for 20 years, as I document and License to Lie, exposing corruption in the Department of Justice. And I think even John Durham has expressed great concern over the culture in the FBI and the fact that apparently there are not very many people there that are willing to step forward and do the right thing, which tells us the problem is much deeper and more widespread than we thought it was. Why weren't whistles blown all over the place, and not just on this case, but a lot of others across the nation, throughout U.S. attorney's offices and FBI offices.
2: Uh, The questions, you know, now when we're getting this information, they seem so obvious. Of course, everything's obvious in hindsight. Uh, But this this is the type of stuff that keeps you up at night when you think about, you know, the investigations that are ongoing and the way that some of these officials have been targeted. We'll have to have you back, Cindy, to talk about some more because we know more developments are coming. What's the latest in what you're hearing about, you know, a possible pardon, anything like that? We've also we've heard President Trump, you know, hint at this. Are you hearing anything on that front?
3: Well, as I have maintained from day one of my appearance in this case, General Flynn needs to be fully exonerated. The FBI made up the alleged false statements they were determined to get him fired or prosecute him and they were willing to do whatever it took to do that including falsifying the 302 report on which the alleged false statements were based and not writing down the things he did say while they wrote down things he did not say to create that false narrative it's got to be punished with criminal prosecutions
1: the only way we're going to get any justice out of this is one if uh, emmett sullivan dismisses or allows uh, Flynn to withdraw his plea and the Department of Justice drops these bogus charges that uh, that Sally Yates and and James Comey trumped up excuse the expression against Michael Flynn and then after that happens the president also needs to come forward and issue a blanket pardon to Michael Flynn because if he does lose the election have no doubt that the incoming uh, Democrat President, either Joe Biden or whoever they uh, they uh, figure out to replace him with, will go back after Michael Flynn and drop any of these cases that uh, John Durham has uh, been preparing against the Obama deep state operatives. Hey, I want to take a moment to remind you to go to AmericaFirstRadio.shop and get your uh, and take a look at my store. I've got some great T-shirts over there that are perfect for these. These lockdown times, one is failure to prep is prepping to fail. And the other is, uh, as a country boy can survive. Of course, the, uh, the famous Hank Williams Jr. Song, you can get yours today with free same day shipping. When you go to America, shop. And also you can get this banana bag oral solution that you should have in your medicine cabinet. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, a formulated blend by a, uh, a pharmacist down here that will keep you from having to go to the hospital and, and get an IV. It'll rehydrate you with a blend consisting of sodium, potassium, dextrose, and it will restore your uh, your immune system with a, a contain with high doses of vitamin B, C, and electrolytes. Go to AmericaFirstRadio shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio shop and get yours today. Well, the Pulitzer Prize, the Pulitzer Prize has become the uh, the globalist establishment's stamp of approval on uh, on the corporate media's coverage of uh, various events. Of course, we know at the New York Times and the Washington Post, both of those organizations received Pulitzer Prizes for their coverage of the Russiagate hoax, which turned out that all of the reporting, all of the the limitless coverage it was three years that these stories uh related to the russia hoax uh, took up almost the entire front page of both of these publications they were awarded with pulitzer prizes and there's no talk whatsoever about taking back these pulitzer prizes that were based on false reporting purposely false reporting i would argue And now, once again, the Pulitzer Prize Committee has stepped forward and put their stamp of approval to the latest hoax that the New York Times has formulated. This is the so-called 1619 Project, which uh, states that uh, the United States wasn't founded in, uh, in 1776 when we declared our independence from the British crown. No, the United States was founded back in 1619 when the first African slaves were brought to the North American continent, and they're trying to reorient the entire American history, and they want to teach it to your children. That says that uh, the entire founding of the United States was based on slavery. Here's a, a history uh professor named Alex Allen Guelzo, G U E L Z O Quelzo. Uh, talking about the 1619 Project and the Fallacies Project. The
0: 1619 Project, to put it in a short compass, is an attempt to recenter our understanding of American history. What they mean by recenter is to see the presence of slavery and race as the central narrative of American history. And in doing so, what they want to say about it is that American history has really been a history of oppression on the subject of slavery and race. Hence the name of the project, which is the 1619 Project. Their insistence is that America did not really begin with 1776. America really began with 1619, which was the year that the first slaves were brought from Africa to colonial Virginia. And everything in American history can be understood as flowing downstream from that, whether it's the American Revolution, whether it's the Civil War, whether it's Abraham Lincoln, whether it's the American economy, whether it's even patterns of, um, of, of driving, rush-hour driving uh, in certain cities. It is... Um, it is a long ball thrown, so to speak, uh, in terms of American history. But it is a long ball thrown mostly by journalists, and in this case, uh, it's a journalistic initiative which has been uh, severely and publicly criticized by at least two groups of historians and by and by a, numerous other individuals. Uh, and. Now the prospect is uh, there's been a good deal of discussion about the 1619 Project being awarded a Pulitzer Prize. As it is, the 1619 Project originally appeared in August of 2019 as the full issue of the New York Times magazine. Uh, What is in prospect now is that the 1619 Project's publication will be reissued in some kind of book form. And what's more, it's being adopted by school systems across the country. About 3,500 schools have adopted the 1619 Project as their interpretation
1: of American history. So this is all about the effort to further inculcate um, white children in the public schools with this idea that their ancestors are morally retarded and that the whole country that they're uh, supposed to revere And be grateful for is based off of, uh, of the institution of slavery. And of course this will elevate, um, every, everybody in this country except for white kids. And, and then you wonder why they come out of these, uh, these schools and, uh, in high schools and colleges and universities with this, uh, overwhelming sense of self-loathing that made them vulnerable to the overtures from these, uh, cultural Marxists, that uh, that they have to please in order to, to get through these institutions,
0: and several large urban school districts, uh, Buffalo, uh, Washington D.C., uh, have adopted and uh, made mandatory the use of the sixteen nineteen project, so that it becomes the narrative that K through twelve children are taught uh, as the substance of American history. Dr. Gelzo, what are some of the primary places that this? narrative, just from the historical and factual perspective, where does, it, where does it go wrong in ways that we need to be
1: aware? That's Buck Sexton. Well,
0: let me, let me give you three examples. One is the initial essay's in, in contention that the American Revolution was really designed, really hatched, to protect slavery. Uh, the, the the American founders, uh, really, when they talked about liberty, when they talked about uh, freedom uh, from oppression, uh, that really wasn't the, the real uh, agenda. The real agenda was, how do we keep the British Empire from meddling with our ownership of slaves? So we staged the American Revolution to protect slavery. That's the contention of the opening essay. Now, this backfired a little bit. Because several months after the publication of the 1619 Project, one of the consulting historians for the 1619 Project wrote an op-ed saying that she had, in fact, counseled the 1619 Project not to make this assertion, because it was untrue. But her advice was waved away.
1: Truth has nothing to do with it.
0: This assertion was criticized by two Pulitzer Prize-winning American historians... Gordon Wood, the Dean of Early American Historians, and James McPherson, it's been criticized by numerous, numerous other American historians as a ridiculous extension of what is really an imaginary or an imagined scenario. Because there is no concrete evidence that any of the founders ever suggested that they went into the American Revolution motivated by the urge to protect slavery i mean it just isn't there
1: well it's not there and it's not supported by the facts of course the british crown uh prized its colonies in the united states and other colonies throughout the world by their production and largely uh for to uh, to a great degree not to uh, you know the majority uh of the income that came from them it was based on uh, slave-based agriculture So there was no reason to believe that the British crown was going to force the colonists to give up their, um, their indentured slaves. It's entirely made up of whole cloth and we're, we're left now in this country and in other Western nations with a a media that's trying to impose a narrative on history that is completely contrary to the, Reality, and they want to do that, of course, because it fits their political agenda. And again and again, I mean, the, the president's accusations of the media as being fake news is is played out. But but now we you know we continue to have the Pulitzer Prize step up and and uh, and reward this fake news. And uh, and if you want to see an example of how badly our news has gone off the line. Just look at this coronavirus again and again. um, The media is attacking our nation while at the same time spouting Chinese propaganda about the origin of this virus. And this is a concerted effort by the uh, communist Chinese to cultivate and reward their useful idiots in the western media and the media throughout the world from that for that matter here's a report on china's disinformation campaign i'll get it
3: you- now of running a global disinformation campaign over the origins of covid-19 they warn beijing is using the coronavirus crisis as an opportunity to spread anti-american messaging
2: an official Chinese government spokesman pushing Russian propaganda the US established multiple biological laboratories in former USSR countries but kept its mouth shut regarding the lab's functions purpose and safety the story ends up in state run media like CGTN and becomes a multi-pronged Chinese government narrative State Department of-
1: and is repeated in western nations this, this report by the way is, uh, is out of Australia which is is uh, actually taking a very um, determined stance against this Chinese propaganda. And China is threatening them that if they don't fall in line like the EU did, that they're going to be punished economically because China will stop buying their agricultural products.
2: Officials took notice. They say China's COVID-19 disinformation campaign is evolving quickly, shifting to elevate and amplify Russian disinformation. The head of the State Department's Global Engagement Center tells.
1: And I should say that this uh, this disinformation campaign is not only being repeated by the Western media. You're actually hearing uh, Western elected officials, including uh, Nancy Pelosi and the potential vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden, Amy Klobuchar.
2: Politics, And so that's my first answer. The second is the buck stops there. There's really one person that's responsible for this disinformation, uh, for blaming other people, for not responding early enough to get the testing going uh, that we're starting to see now happen state by state, slowly but surely. And that is the man who's in charge. That's Donald Trump. I remember.
1: So we've got a sitting U.S. senator mouthing Chinese communist propaganda. And she is one of the leading candidates for the Democrat nomination to be vice president of the United States. It's really quite amazing, this, uh, this constant tendency of the Democrats to blame America first. They believe in America first, all right. Blame America first. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. I'll talk to you then. Son, tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever.
3: The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the x Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit DeltaFaucet.com slash Voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.